There have been some massive rumblings coming out of Lexington, Kentucky regarding the status of star quarterback Will Levis. Plus, what would a win or loss look like for South Carolina in this matchup, and what would the aftermath be? I'll be discussing all that today on the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. Our Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, your show for daily headlines and potential storylines on your favorite South Carolina Gamecock sports teams. I'm your host, Andrew Lyon, and as always, thank you once again for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first listen or watch every day. We are free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts daily. And before we get into today's show, today's episode is brought to you by our sponsors over at Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code Locked On and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. All right, so on our Thursday crossover edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast in conjunction with the Locked On Kentucky podcast, hosted by Lance Dahl, which once again, really appreciated him joining us for that crossover episode yesterday. We talked about what our thoughts were on the big storylines, key matchups, and our final predictions regarding this matchup between the South Carolina Gamecocks and the Kentucky Wildcats. Now, I will go ahead and admit, I have predicted a loss for the South Carolina Gamecocks, and I did predict a final score of 24-21 to in favor of Kentucky due to the coaching advantage that I think they have heading into this contest. However, with all that being said, there has been a really big, subtle development that seems to be matriculating out of Big Bloom Nation as the status of quarterback Will Levis, the star quarterback for this Wildcat offense, now seems to be up in the air. As on Wednesday, Matt Jones of Kentucky Sports Radio took to Twitter to let everyone know what the latest was on Will Levis, saying that there was a lot of speculation, but what is real is that his status is indeed questionable for the game on Saturday facing the South Carolina Gamecocks. He did say that he has an injury, apparently, that is different from the finger injury that he suffered against the Ole Miss Rebels, and it could leave him out of this game. He says, apparently, he's going to be a game-time decision, but that Kaya Sharon or Sharon, I, I don't really know how to pronounce that last name, but he will be their starting quarterback if he can't go. So on the Will Levis situation, obviously, you know, you never wish for a football player to get hurt. You certainly don't want to see that, especially to a college player, really any athlete for that matter. So hopefully Will Levis is going to get better sooner rather than later. But obviously, you know, we have to talk about this at the start of this show because this would have massive ramifications on this game between South Carolina and Kentucky. And subsequently, South Carolina's probable defensive game plan against this Kentucky offense. Because here's the thing. If you take Will Levis out of this game, South Carolina would probably not have to worry about the passing game anywhere near as much. And I'll get into more of that in just a moment. Mark Stoops did meet with the media on Thursday regarding the status surrounding Will Levis. At least he was asked about Will Levis' status at that point. And he left a vague answer to the media basically saying, I haven't ruled anybody out, which is essentially code for, at least in my eyes, that, um, yeah, he probably is not going to play, but I'm just not going to say that outright right now, at least all the way up until the game, where I do have to make a final statement that, okay, yeah, he's not going to play. I think Mark Stoops is just purely 
really playing some gamesmanship with Shane Beamer and this coaching staff and pretty much just trying to leave the thought in the back of their minds that, you know, hey, number seven could still trot out there. Based on what I've been seeing, at least from the Kentucky folks on Twitter, I do not believe that's going to happen. But of course, you know, things have happened that maybe you haven't seen coming in the past. So we will see, of course, what happens with all that. But the re question regarding Will Levis, if he cannot play, is what do you need to know about the backup quarterback for the Kentucky Wildcats? Well, their backup quarterback that I mentioned earlier is Kaya Sheeran, who is a redshirt freshman that, as far as I know, has never taken a snap in a collegiate football game. So obviously, a massive drop-off in experience going from Will Levis to Kaya Sheeran. He is listed at six foot three, two hundred eight pounds, so he doesn't exactly match the size that Will Levis has, but he is a pretty big dude in terms of his length and his height. And according to his player profile on Kentucky's athletic website, he was a two-time class two-way player of the year in the state of Kentucky for his high school. So Kaya is not exactly a slouch, and I did go and look back at his senior highlight film from the 2020 high school football season, and uh, I saw a couple things that are likable from his game. He can scramble out of the pocket, and he runs pretty well for a guy, again, with the size that he has. I will say this, the knock on him in terms of, I guess, maybe just pure athleticism with running the football is that he's not exactly the quickest in terms of making cuts or accelerating down the field. So essentially, it takes him a little while to get the wheels going if he decides to take off running. He does possess the ability to drop the ball in the bucket on deep routes. He can be deadly accurate with the football and spot it quite well and throw it in stride to his receivers. However, he was also inconsistent at times. There were times where his receivers, at least on the highlight reel that I watched, had to stop and completely turn around and once or twice even had to come back to the football and kind of prevent the DB from being able to to get in front of them so that they could get their hands up and catch it and reel it in. So he could be a little bit inconsistent in terms of that, but he does possess the deep ball ability in his game. And he also does possess an ability to throw the ball on the run. However, based on what I saw, it does seem like that Kaya is a little bit more of a traditional pocket passer, which of course fits this pro-style offense more than likely that Rich Scangrello, Kentucky's offensive coordinator, would like to run. So what does this mean for South Carolina overall? Well, here's what I'll say. While it has not been officially confirmed yet, if Will Levis is ruled out for this game between South Carolina and Kentucky on Saturday night, in my opinion, there's no excuse for South Carolina to lose this football game, at least from the defensive side of things. Because here's the thing. If Kaya Sheeran, who has never taken a collegiate snap, has to go in there at quarterback, facing an SEC East team in his first ever college game, I can tell you right now, Rich Scangrello is more than likely not going to decide, okay, let's go out there and throw the football like 20, 25 plus times. Uh, no, he's not going to do that. And if he does, he's going to probably try to do a lot of things that are going to try to protect Kaya in the pocket, whether it is they do a lot of max protection where they have seven guys that are protecting him, maybe even some eight man protection schemes up front, or maybe they call a bunch of rollout or bootleg plays that 
can move the pocket laterally and again, get him away from the original pocket that is set where the ball is being snapped so that he can buy himself a little bit of time and give the receiver subsequently a little bit of time to progress down the field. Again, it's not like Kai's got a bad arm, but again, the lack of experience and the moment that he might get placed in with this team trying to bounce back from a heartbreaking loss to the Rebels, that's a really big spot for any college football quarterback to be put in. So, For South Carolina, this should change their game plan completely, at least in the sense of maybe how much they were going to try to load the box. If I'm South Carolina, if I'm defensive coordinator Clayton White, I am loading this box for the majority of this football game. First down, second down, any short yardage situations, I am stacking probably seven guys in that box. That 5-2 formation that they've trotted out from time to time, I would utilize that formation a lot more in this game. Pretty much say, listen, we know that you trust your running back stable. We know that this guy is playing in his first ever college football game. So we're just going to dare you to try to basically beat us with strength in numbers. We're going to stack the box. We're going to send the kitchen sink at you. How are you going to respond? You've got to take advantage of that. You have got to rattle him some. You've got to make him uncomfortable as much as possible. You've got to basically make them have to turn around and give the ball to number 24. Listen, it's going to be Chris Rodriguez's second game back for this season. And while he probably isn't that rusty based on what he did against the Ole Miss Rebels, if you're going to turn around and ask him now to carry the ball 35, 40 plus times, I think that would be asking a lot out of Chris Rodriguez. So we'll see, of course, what Kentucky's game plan is on Saturday night. But in my opinion, that is what South Carolina's expectation should be for this game now if Will Levis is not playing. And that should be the game plan if Kai Sheeran ends up being the starting quarterback for the Kentucky Wildcats. So overall, what would a win look like for South Carolina? What would it do for the football team? And how would it change maybe the perception surrounding the program right now? Well, I'll get into all of that in just a few moments. But before I do so, of course, we are sponsored on today's show by Underdog Fantasy, which is the fantasy app that's the easiest to play and where you can spice up your college football experience this season. The thing that makes Underdog Fantasy different from all the other fantasy apps is the amount of focus and attention they put towards their fan user experience. And I was able to go on their app myself and navigate between all the different pick options that they give you, not just for college football, but for multiple professional leagues like the NFL, Major League Baseball, and many other leagues. And if you don't take my word for it, then take Kevin Durant's and Adam Schefter's word for it, as they have all personally invested their own money into Underdog Fantasy. The best part about joining Underdog Fantasy is that when you sign up with the promo code Locked On today, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100, meaning if you deposit $100, they're going to match your $100 for free. So go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy with the promo code locked on. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. Welcome back to this Friday edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. Okay, so let's continue this conversation now on South Carolina and what a win would look like against the Kentucky Wildcats, what it would do for the team, and what does it do to their perception both regionally and nationally. So, 
If South Carolina is going to win this game, as I sort of alluded to in segment one, they're going to make Kentucky's offense one-dimensional. They're going to essentially force Kentucky to have to win this game by just running the football down their throat, which means that Kentucky would probably be giving the ball to Chris Rodriguez Jr., to Cavassier Smoke, and to Lavelle Wright out of the backfield. And I will admit this, I don't think that Kentucky would be afraid to do such a thing. Again, especially considering the fact that Kaya Sheeran has never taken a collegiate snap in a football game. So obviously, you know, the biggest thing that Kentucky's coaching staff is going to try to do in this football game, as I mentioned earlier, is they're going to try to protect backup quarterback Kai Sheeran as much as possible if Will Levis is not playing. Now, of course, if Will Levis is playing in this contest, then defensively what will have to happen is the Gamecocks will have to force Kentucky to have to string together drives. They cannot let Chris Rodriguez Jr. get you know, six, seven, eight plus yards consistently on every single run. They cannot allow Will Levis to try to take the top off of the defense. They cannot allow Barry and Brown and Dane Key and Tavion Robinson to use their route running and their speed to get behind this secondary, which is something that, you know, could potentially take place at least a couple of times with Barry Brown, especially as he is by far the fastest guy that Kentucky has at the skill positions on this offense. Now, On offense for South Carolina, if they're going to win this game, South Carolina is going to be able to have long, sustained drives in this game. So essentially, you got to be able to match what Kentucky does offensively. Kentucky is not going to try to speed things up like a Tennessee Volunteers team might try to do against your defense. They're going to try to control the pacing of this game. So South Carolina's offense, in essence, if South Carolina is going to win this game, they're going to have long, drawn-out drives. I think that at this point in the season, most South Carolina fans probably feel like that this isn't exactly going to be a high-flying offense. This is not going to be an offense that's going to, you know, have scoring plays of like 50-plus yards against legitimate competition like the Kentucky Wildcats. You're just not going to see that. So what does South Carolina need to try to do? They do need to try to hit a few explosives in this game. They did have some success with that against Arkansas. And of course, you did see that a couple times against both Charlotte and South Carolina State. So against Kentucky, try to get the intermediate deep passing game going a little bit. For the running game, you got to be able to establish the ground game. This is not a game where South Carolina can afford to be one-dimensional against Kentucky's defense. You cannot make it easy for their defensive coordinator in Brad White to be able to scheme up a way to really slow down both facets of this offense. You got Marshawn Lloyd, who I think can definitely take the ball up the middle on some of those inside runs, some of those power runs that the Gamecocks have been running in this offense with two pull blockers. You've also got Christian Bill Smith, who is absolutely not afraid of contact. So in short yardage situations, get him out there a little bit more. Try to get Juju McDowell the ball on the edge a little bit. If there's one guy out of this running back room that could potentially overcome the oftentimes inconsistent blocking on the perimeter, it would probably be Juju just due to the speed that he possesses. So try to get all of your running backs involved in this rushing attack. And make Kentucky have to account for every single blade of grass horizontally and vertically on the field. For Spencer Rattler's case, you've got to protect him. Kentucky has not been very good in terms of getting to the quarterback. So if South Carolina is going to win this game, that means that they're going to keep Spencer Rattler upright, but they're going to give him enough time to where he's not going to maybe make any mental errors while he's in the pocket. We've seen Spencer Rattler have issues in terms of, again, knowing when it's time to take off, knowing if he should step up in the pocket or step out laterally 
from the pocket. He has had issues with this all season. South Carolina, I think, has seen some progression in those aspects from Spencer Rattler. So call some six and seven man protections. Try to really make sure that you get, especially Jordan Wright, locked up on the edge so that he doesn't have any free shots on your quarterback. Because if you could do that, then for the most part, based on what Kentucky's defense has done so far this year, they're not going to get a whole lot of pressure especially in terms of just rushing three guys on Spencer Rattler. So if South Carolina wins this game, offensively, that would mean that Spencer Rattler had enough time to digest everything that was going on on the football field, and he's going to be able to divvy the ball around to a lot of different playmakers on this offense, which will lead to sustained drives, which will lead to points, which could definitely lead to a South Carolina win. Now, What would a win against Kentucky do for South Carolina? Well, obviously, it would be a humongous burst of confidence for this team heading into the bye week. Look, nobody on South Carolina's side of things right now is really looking at any of the injury situations for Kentucky, except for, obviously, Will Levis, because, again, it would have a massive impact on this football game and the game plan on the defensive side of the ball. But in terms of Kentucky's right tackle, Jeremy Flax being out, maybe one of their linebackers and Jacquez Jones potentially being out for this game, or maybe any other injuries that they have, South Carolina is not going to look at that. The coaching staff is not going to look at those injuries and tell the team, hey, listen, all these guys are hurt and are not playing. So if you guys don't go out there and win this football game, then you ought to be ashamed of yourselves. They're not going to say anything like that to this football team. They're pretty much going to tell this football team, you need to go out there and you just need to do you. You just need to execute what you've been taught in practice, the plays that we've been running all season in practice. And if you do just that, then you're going to win this football game. That is the way at least that these coaches are going to talk to the players about this game. So they're not going to make any issue of any of those externals that I just mentioned with some of these guys on Kentucky's football team. South Carolina needs to have a win against a competent opponent, okay? Look, I mentioned this on the crossover show with Lance Dolph locked on Kentucky. So far this season, Georgia State, South Carolina State, and Charlotte, South Carolina has three wins. Guess what? All three of those opponents that South Carolina has defeated have combined for a total of three wins all season. That doesn't look very good for South Carolina because you look at what Arkansas has done. Arkansas has, of course, taken some lumps recently. They are still a very good football team. South Carolina got blown out by Georgia, which honestly looks a little bit worse on their end considering what's happened the last couple of weeks with the Georgia Bulldogs against Kent State and Missouri. So South Carolina needs to go out there and they need to play a near complete game of football. And if they can do that, Defeat an opponent like Kentucky on the road. Get one of those monkeys off their back. It is going to do so much for them in terms of their confidence and the momentum heading into the bye week. It gets them to four wins, and it gives them a feeling of, you know, hey, we can go out there on the road now, and we can win an SEC football game. South Carolina did not do that this past season. They didn't win a single road game in conference play. This win on the road would go a long ways towards trying to change that trend for Shane Beamer and this program. What does it do from a percep- Now, what does it do from a perception standpoint? This is where you're going to see a contrast here. Regionally, people who know how important Will Levis is to this Kentucky Wildcats football team, they're going to probably end up saying, "Well, South Carolina was just lucky that they 
caught Kentucky at the time that they did. I'm going to be completely honest. That's just the way that that narrative is probably going to get painted. Now, if South Carolina goes out there and they just blow Kentucky out of the water, like let's say they win by 17 plus points, then at that point, the excuse of Will Levis being out probably kind of goes out the window at least a little bit. Of course, Kentucky would probably still argue that it affects the entire flow of the football game from that point on with Will Levis being out. But no matter which way you slice it, regionally, it wouldn't be viewed as just this monumental victory. Nationally speaking, I think it would be a different story. I think a lot of people would look at this win and they would say, South Carolina, good on you. You are on the right track. You still have an upward trajectory in terms of your short-term outlook. And Shane Beamer is clearly really starting to make this program in his image, what he wants it to be. And again, whether that means that you defeated them with their starting quarterback or without their starting quarterback does not matter. Either way, you win this game nationally, you'll be back on the right track in the minds of national analysts and pundits alike. Welcome back to today's edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. So I've talked about what I think would happen to this team if South Carolina were to win this game, how the perception might change, and what it would, of course, look like. So now we got to talk about the other end of the spectrum. What would happen in this game that would cause South Carolina to lose. Well, again, we got to sort of do a dual scenario here, depending on what happens with the status of Kentucky's quarterback, Will Levis. So let's start off with if Will Levis does not play in this game, and it is Kaya Sheeran, who is the starting quarterback. If South Carolina were to lose this football game, it would be because they allowed Chris Rodriguez Jr. and this Kentucky running back room to run wild all night long. And admittedly, we did see this in some fashion back in 2021 when the Gamecocks took on the Kentucky Wildcats in week four in Williams-Brice. Kentucky, I think, barely threw for over 100 yards passing that night with Will Levis as their starting quarterback, by the way. The problem was South Carolina was unable to get off the field enough times as Chris Rodriguez ended up rushing for, I think, a little bit shy or right around 180 total yards. And Kentucky as a team, I believe, rushed for 243 yards or around 250 yards collectively. And whenever you give up 200 plus rushing yards or even like at least 185 rushing yards or more to your opponent in a football game, then um, they might not always win, but it's you're going to make it a lot harder on yourself to win the football game when you're letting your opponent run for that many yards because, again, that probably means that they're extending drives. It's a longer amount of time subsequently that they're keeping the football out of your offense's hands. And if Kentucky does not have Will Levis in there at quarterback, that would probably be the game plan in which they would try to execute for the most part. Offensively, if South Carolina were to lose this game, it would mean that this offense could not find any rhythm still. It would probably mean that Kentucky's defensive front actually saw a night where they were able to get to the quarterback on multiple occasions. South Carolina has had some issues, of course, in protecting Spencer Rattler at certain times throughout this season, especially on the edges. And while I don't think Kentucky has a whole lot of, you know, 
game changers, a lot of difference makers in this defensive front in terms of pass rush. There are a couple guys that I do think could potentially get to Spencer Rattler. Those guys would be linebacker Jordan Wright on the edge. Dion Walker, who's one of those down linemen sort of at that four technique spot in this 3-4 defense. And then Justin Rogers, who I believe is also mainly a four technique defensive end in this 3-4 defense. Those would be the three guys that more than likely would probably have the best chance to cause some havoc for Spencer Rattler back there in the pocket. And as South Carolina fans have seen multiple times now this season, if an opponent's defense can get to Spencer Rattler and sort of really quicken his clock in his head on how long he's got to throw the football, Spencer Rattler's play seems to really fall off a little bit. And, you know, in this kind of football game on the road, in this environment, in front of a crowd that's going to be looking to try to help their team bounce back and get back in the win column, this is not a game where you can have that. But if South Carolina cannot protect him, if maybe they cannot establish the run game, maybe this linebacker core for Kentucky, despite maybe not having Jacquez Jones back there in the middle of that defense, is still strong enough to where they just shut down South Carolina's running game. The defensive line at least does their job in just holding their ground and letting the linebackers do whatever they have to do. If either one of those things happens offensively for South Carolina and they can't find any rhythm in just one facet of the game, then, yeah, I could see how South Carolina would lose this game. Going back to South Carolina on defense, if they face Will Levis, if Will Levis is playing for Kentucky, South Carolina, if they lose this football game, it is because they continue to have issues getting to the quarterback. So essentially the exact opposite of the scenario I just brought up for Kentucky's defense. South Carolina isn't able to break through Kentucky's offensive line. Kentucky maybe schemes around some of the issues they've had, especially on the edges. They call a lot of seven, eight man protections and maybe they do get pressure on the edge, but Will Levis, if he does play, maybe he ends up finding a way to scramble free through the middle of the pocket, through the line of scrimmage. South Carolina's linebackers aren't able to get to him quickly enough. They allow him to consistently pick up at least four yards or more. That would be the way in which I would see South Carolina losing this football game. And of course, you could add on a modest running game from Chris Rodriguez as well. So if the South Carolina's defense does that with Will Levis in the game and, you know, again, allows him to connect on some deep passes to some of these really young but skilled wideouts on the edge for the Wildcats, then yeah, that's how South Carolina could also lose this game defensively. Again, if Will Levis is playing on Saturday night. What would a loss do for this football team? Well, I will say this. I'll talk about this like Will Levis is not playing because again, I would lean towards Will Levis not playing, but you do never know. In this scenario, if Will Levis does not play in this game, in South Carolina still loses to Kentucky, there's going to be a lot of questions. I'm just going to be completely honest about this. There's going to be a lot of questions in Columbia, South Carolina. There's going to be a lot of questions that fans are going to want answered. They're going to be asking a lot of questions to Shane Beamer about why this team is not progressing, why they seemingly have not really even taken a step forward and pretty much remained idle this season if they don't defeat a Will Levis-less Kentucky football team. There's going to be questions probably asked about offensive coordinator Marcus Satterfield. Why is this offense not taking off? We're not exactly asking for 40-plus points a game, but, you know, why is it that we seem to struggle even against a halfway decent opponent? If South Carolina loses a game against a Will Levis-less Kentucky team, Clayton White 
my goodness, the questions he would get asked, how could you not defeat a team that literally had a redshirt freshman quarterback who had never played a collegiate snap before this game? How could you not defeat an offense where you knew their game plan was going to be to run the ball and you still couldn't stop them? If that was to happen, it would be a nightmarish couple weeks for this coaching staff. There's no getting around that. And to be honest with you, some questions would be justified in that aspect. And I'm going to just leave it at that because, of course, Game Cognition does not want that to happen. But that is definitely what will happen if they lose to a Kentucky team that does not have Will Levis out there. If they lose to a Will Levis-led Kentucky football team, South Carolina will still not be happy. They will especially not be happy if it is a blowout-type loss or a convincing win at the minimum for Kentucky. If they lose a close game, I think that South Carolina, I hate to say it, with the amount of times they have lost to Kentucky in the last several years up to this point, I think it would be a pill that, yes, it would taste very, very bitter, like the cough medicine that you take when you have a cold. But I think South Carolina fans would swallow it, you know, for maybe seeing it coming from a mile away, to be honest with y'all. Because, again... This fan base has gotten used to seeing this time and time again at this point. That doesn't make the loss sting any less if they lose to a Will Levis-led Kentucky football team. But nonetheless, this fan base would still not be happy. It would still be a rough two weeks for this football program. Now, if South Carolina loses to a Kentucky football team without Will Levis, the perception, it would not be good. I'm going to be completely honest. It would not be good at all. The national media and the regional media, especially in my mind, they would carry these headlines all throughout the next week. Talking about, you know, what's going on in Columbia? Why are we seeing a certain amount of progress from this football program? What is it that Shane Beamer is doing down there? Does he need to make some changes? Is it time to make some changes right now? Again, I'm not trying to say that that's what's going to happen if they lose to a Kentucky team that does not have Will Levis out there. But if that were to happen... I could definitely see this happening from the national media and regional media standpoint. If South Carolina loses to a Kentucky team that does have Will Levis, then the perception is going to pretty much be um, your hype, any hype or any hope that some of these national analysts or pundits had left in this team, that maybe they could find a way to turn things around. Maybe it was just early season jitters. Maybe just this new group of transfers trying to gel together. If you lose this game to Kentucky, whether they're led by Will Levis or not, all of that hype that you had, any that you, any hope that people had left in you nationally would sink into the ground and be dead and buried and gone for the rest of the year. It would all be toast. You're not going to get it back. The only way you would get it back is if you wanted games like the one against Texas A&M at home. If you wanted maybe a game against the Tennessee Volunteers. If you found a way to upset Clemson. But the question that would be proposed by many people in contrast to that hypothetical, would be this. If you can't beat Kentucky, especially if you cannot defeat Kentucky without Will Levis at quarterback, which again, you know, who knows? It could happen. If you can't do that, how do you expect to win any games outside of Vanderbilt the rest of the way? How do you expect to do that? It would not be a fun couple of weeks in Columbia if they were to lose this game, to say the least. What are y'all's thoughts on this game? If South Carolina were to win this game, what do you think the aftermath would be? The same deal that they were to lose this game. Do you think that 
we could see any changes in the starting lineup, maybe even to the coaching staff. Again, I'm not going to speculate on that, but that's not going to stop y'all from speculating on it. So let me know all of y'all's thoughts down below in the comments section if you're watching today's show on YouTube. Of course, you can also hit me up on Twitter at A-Line underscore SC. I'll respond to any replies or comments that you have for me as quickly as I see them. But also, if you've enjoyed the Locked On Gamecocks podcast and you want to get more news on the entire SEC, you can go check out Chris Gordy over on Locked On SEC, where he covers the entire SEC conference in just 30 minutes. With, of course, the help of the local team experts of Locked On who cover SEC-based programs. So again, be sure to make Locked On SEC your second listen after, of course, the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. But once again, that does it for me on today's show. Hope that you have a great rest of your Friday and a fantastic weekend. Stay safe to all of you Gamecock fans. We're going to be traveling out there to Lexington, Kentucky for the football game. And I'll catch you all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. <laughs>